Well, welcome Sunday morning. We're so glad to have you guys here as we are in week two of a series we're calling Legacy. Before we dive in today and I introduce Dr. Maxwell, can you help me welcome everybody that's watching online and everybody at our Lighthouse Point location. We love you guys. We're so glad you're joining with us here today. And, and I believe that today is going to be a treat because um, we have somebody that has been a huge mentor of mine from a distance for the last 20 years and over the last year has become a friend. And, and I hope that today, not only is he going to be my friend, but he is going to be your friend. Can you give a huge coastal welcome to Dr. John Maxwell? Come on, church. Thank you very much, JT. Good morning. Good morning. I'm going to sit down here. Let's get acquainted, okay? My name is John, and I'm your friend. <laughs> On the count of three, give me your name. One, two, three. Nice to meet you. I'm so excited about being here with Shayla and JT today and Coastal Community and all of you. It's, it's, it's a delight to be here. First of all, I've got to ask you a question. Do you always have worship like this? I mean, you're making an old man dance, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, when you go to heaven, you're going to want to come home on the weekends, aren't you, huh? <laughs> I am just uh, thrilled to be with you, and I enjoyed the worship so very much. And I, th I think you know with JT and Shayla that you have... TJ. TJ. Oh, TJ. Did I call you JT? TJ, huh? Did I turn it around? That's what happens when you're an old man. <laughs> My wife and I were traveling together the other day, and she said, John, we're forgetting everything. I said, yeah. Well, we've been married for 53 years, so okay. <laughs> she said, John, she said, we're forgetting everything. And I said, well, we are. She said, well, I have a plan. I said, well, what is it? I, she said, I'll remember who we are, and you remember where we're going. <laughs> and, and guess what? It's working. It's it, it, it's, it's just working, but you do realize the incredible leadership you have in this church, don't you? It's just amazing what, what you guys have done. It's just, uh, they're beautiful friends, and, and, and I just love pouring into their life, and they're so gifted, and they are so much in love with you, and every time I'm with them, they, they, you're their pride and joy. They just talk about you all the time. In fact, I told them, I said, they can't be that good. And that's when they said, well, come and come to the church. And, 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 and they're that good. They're, they're that good. I want to talk to you today about perspective. Um, this, is a, this is just a talk that has life-changing potential for you. Because, you see, how we view things is how we do things. So perspective is very important. If, I mean... Outside of sharing my faith with you, if you and I were just sitting down at, at, at a table, just the two of us, and you looked at me and said, John, if you could help me with life and help me to do well in life, is there something you'd like to talk to me about? What I would talk to you about is your perspective. It's, it's true. What you see is what you get. And it's possible for two people to be side by side 
and literally live in two different worlds. When I saw the legacy video, it was so good. But when I saw, when I saw, when I saw the legacy video, I thought again of perspective and, and how the fact that if you have a perspective of, of others, a perspective of significance, right. of, of leaving a great work for the next generation, uh, that's a totally different perspective than having a, a perspective that is just about me. Yeah. It, it, there's just, it's just, and by the world, whatever perspective you have of your life, of, of, your, uh, of your family, of your possessions, of, of your time, of your talent, whatever your perspective is, that is your world. So when people have a negative perspective about life and they, they just talk about, wow, it's, it, life is tough, I look at them and look at them and I say, yeah, you're right. It's just tough. You're, you're going to have a tough time. Because you see, your perspective determines your behavior and your behavior determines your world. So it's possible to be beside someone and, and, and see something Entirely different. You see, we do not see things as they are. We see things as we are. So let me talk to you about perspective today of possessions. What, what, what do you and I, when, when we look at our stuff, the, you know, our stuff, what's our perspective of, of the things that we have in our, in, in our life? There's a beautiful story. It's known as the Good Samaritan story. Jesus tells it, an attorney came to him one day, and he asked him a question, who is my neighbor? And so Jesus gave him a perspective of who his neighbor was going to be. So let's look at it. I, I'm going to just read it to you. In, in reply, Jesus said, a man was going down to Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, he passed by the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took to Denari and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense that you may have. And then Jesus looked at the lawyer and asked the question of these three, who do you think was the neighbor of the man who fell in the hands of robbers? And the expert of law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Okay. In this story, we're introduced to some robbers. We're introduced to a priest, a Levite, and a Samaritan. And these people had a different, a different perspective completely about possessions. And I'm going to give them to you. The robber, we'll, we'll talk about the robbers first. The, the robber's perspective on possessions was very simple. What's yours is mine. <laughs> and I'm going to take it. That, that, I mean, that's... That's what happened. Guy's coming down the road to Jericho. The robbers saw him. They said, hey, what's yours is mine. Bang. Messed him up, took his money. That's their perspective. Now, when I, when I talk about the robber's perspective, let's just be honest this morning. We all feel just a little superior, don't we? <laughs> we just say, well, my gosh. Well, 
I passed this one, thank God, John. You can go to number two now. You can go to number two. But, but before I go to number two, I would just say you're not passing it as well as you think. You see, we're all born robbers. Oh, yeah. We're all born in sin, and we're all born selfish. And if you've got sin and you've got selfishness, you have times when you think what's yours is mine. And I'm going to take it. And if you don't think you've got a little robber in you, just think of toddlers. <laughs> yeah. Here's property law from a toddler's perspective. If I like it, it's mine. If I can take it away from you, it's mine. If I had it a while ago, it's mine. If I say it's mine, it's mine. If it looks like mine, it's mine. If you're having fun with it, it's mine. If I laid it down, it's mine. If it's broken, it's yours. <laughs> We've all been there. That's who we are. We, that's, we, we, are, we have natural robbing in us. I mean, we just do, and it's okay. We're, we're, so, but let's not, to be, you know, let's not be too condescending on the robber because I've got a little bit of that in me sometimes. What's yours is mine, and I'm, I'm going to take it. But, but if, you've, if, if you've matured and graduated beyond perspective number one, I'll give you number two. And I will promise you, this will speak to every one of us in this auditorium today. Now, the second perspective is from the priest and the Levite, and their perspective is very simple. What's mine is mine, and I'm going to keep it. They have what I would call the common perspective of most people. And so when the priest came down the road and he saw the man that had been robbed, Jesus wants to make sure, he said he wanted to make sure that we knew the priest and the Levite both saw the man. He, he didn't want us to think that somehow they were going down the road to Jericho, maybe they were on the other side, maybe they were looking to the left at the scenery, the guys were over to the right, and they accidentally, well, they just didn't even see him, they just walked. Jesus wants us to make sure that they saw the man. They saw the man. So what was their response when they saw the mine? Their response was, I'm not going to get involved. In fact, I'm going to walk on the other side of the street, and I'm going to get as far away from that person as I possibly can, and I'm going to hastily get down the road because I've got an appointment in Jericho. Now, let me tell you the characteristics of selfish people. By far, the vast majority of the people who live today have perspective number two. What's mine? It's mine. And I'm going to keep it. The perspective of selfish people is very simple. Very simple. They do not want to be inconvenienced. They want to be able to um, have it their way. They want to be able to do it the way they want to do it. You know, in, in fact, when you look at this perspective, it's the height of immaturity. Because immature people, their perspective basically is, it's all about me. It's all about me. Mature people, their perspective is, well, it's about others also. Yes. You put others in the picture. Mature people do. I had a person the other day talk about someone that was highly immature, and they said, well, I just, you know, I, they're immature right now, but they've got to grow up, and, you know, it, it, the, as they get older, they'll get more mature. I said, oh, no, not necessarily. <laughs> I, I, 
maturity doesn't always come with age. Sometimes age just goes alone. I know a lot of highly immature adults. What's mine is mine. It's mine. Because it's mine, I'm going to keep it. I have a friend who um, told me this story, and it's just, it's just good. He had a 10-year-old boy who loved McDonald's french fries. Well, who doesn't? And, and so his, his son on Saturday morning said, Dad, would you take me to McDonald's? I'd love to have some French fries. So Dad gets his boy in the car. It's kind of a father-son deal. They go to McDonald's. Dad goes up to the counter, orders a pack of fries, pays for them. They sit down at the table, puts the fries over. His son is just eating those fries, enjoying those fries. And Dad's just kind of proudly looking on. But you, you know as well as I do that if somebody's eating fries, and they're right here. You start, to, you start to smell them. And, and it, it's not long before you're reaching over there. And, and, and he said, I reached over to get a couple of fries. And he said, I just got my hand on my fries, on those fries. And, and my son grabbed my hand and he pushed it back. He said, no, no, Dad, you can't have these fries. These are my fries. And he said, I pulled my hand back. And I looked at my boy. And as a father, I thought three things. Number one, he doesn't understand who the source of those fries are. He has no idea. The only reason this boy is eating fries is because dad put him in the car and drove him to McDonald's and went to the counter and paid for the fries and said, here's your, he said, I'm the source of these fries. He doesn't understand where these come from. So number two, he doesn't understand that if I want to, I can take those fries from him. I can look at him and say, you got an attitude like that? I'll take those fries. And he said, I, I mean, I, and he said, I almost did. He said, because I, I, I can take them. I'm in, I'm in control. I can take those fries from him. And then he said, I got to thinking about it. He said, if, if, I, if I don't want to take them from him, I could, I could go back over the counter and I can buy 10 packs of fries. I, I could take and just dump them all. I can bury him in fries. <laughs> when, he said he could, when he said he could bury him in fries, I thought, oh, my. What a way to go. <laughs> you know, you go to heaven, St. Pete says, hey, how'd you get here? Oh, <laughs> smothered in fries. <laughs> Did somebody help you? Yes, they did, but I pushed them away. I pushed them away. I pushed them away. You see, Dad says he doesn't understand. I, I'm not only the source of those fries. I'm, con I'm in control. He said the third thing he didn't realize is he, see, he had no clue. I don't need his fries. If I really want fries, I can go back to the same counter, put down some more money, and I can get my own pack of fries, and I can sit and eat my fries, and he can sit and eat his fries. I, I really don't need his fries. But he said, as a father, what bothered me is I didn't need his fries, but I thought how wonderful it would be 
to share those fries together. And that's exactly how God looks at us. When we think of our, our stuff, our possessions, our car, our house, our money, anything, just, just your stuff, my stuff. And, and when God blesses us, sometimes I think it's mine. My perspective is terrible. It's selfish because I think that they're, they're my fries. It's, it's, it, it, it's my stuff. And because it's my stuff, I want to keep it. In my traveling and speaking and writing, I've met a lot of very, very successful people. And what I've discovered about successful people, I mean very, very, very successful people, is many of them are unhappy. They're very unhappy. They got planes and boats and houses, cars, stuff, 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 stuff. And all this stuff, and they're, they're not happy. Because they have a selfish perspective. And with you think it's what's mine is mine. Can I tell you something? No matter how much stuff you have, it's never enough. It'll never make you happy. Now, there's a difference between success and significance. Success is about me. It's what I've done, my career, my stuff. Significance is about others. It's not about me. It's about you. And how can I help you? And how can I add value to you? Let me say this. I've met a lot of unhappy, successful people in my life. I have never met an unhappy person that did significant things. There's nothing but fulfillment in significance. And there's nothing but emptiness in selfishness. Wow. In fact, when you talked about legacy, selfishness and significance are incompatible. If you're a selfish person, it's impossible for you to live a fulfilled, significant life. This perspective will never give you any fulfillment in your life because it's all about you. Wow. I had a lady the other day come up to me. It's so crazy. And she said to me, she said, I just want you to know I'm not a selfish person. I'm just looking at her. She just told me she wasn't selfish. And I thought, oh, my gosh. She's delusional. <laughs> I, we're all selfish. If you don't think you're selfish, let me ask you a question. If somebody takes a picture of you with a group of your friends, Soon as you look at that picture, there are seven of you in the picture. Let me ask you a question. Who is the first person you look for? And, and by the way, if you look good, you say, ah, great picture, great picture. Yeah. Send it to me, send it to me. Oh, yeah, send it to me. And if you don't look good, you say, oh, my gosh, that's a terrible picture. Do it again, do it again. Here, here, do it again, do it again. You, you judge the whole picture on you. And you're not selfish. Now, this perspective is very common, but you don't want this perspective. You will find no significance and fulfillment in your life if you're a selfish person. So let's go to the third perspective, which is the one of the Samaritan. And there's a reason why they called him a good Samaritan. His perspective is what is mine is yours, and I'm going to give it. 
In other words, he had a, a, a giving perspective. I think that there, when I think of great men, when I think of great women, when I think of, the, when I think of greatness in, in people's lives, I think there are two characteristics of greatness that you always see in great men and women. One is the fact that they are giving. They're very generous. And the second is they're forgiving. They're forgiving. And, and they're always ready to take high road and forgive someone else. And, and, and when, you, when you look at the Samaritan, he's coming down, and, and Jesus says, just like the priest Levi, he saw the man. He saw the man. But his response is different. His behavior is different. Now, why is his behavior different? Did the man that was robbed change? Not at all. He's hurting. He's, he's in bad shape. He's lost his money. You, you see, the only reason he responded in a positive way to this man is because he had a perspective that is what is mine is yours, and, and I'm going to give it. He, he was a, not a selfish person. He was a selfless yes. person. Yes. Now, listen to me very careful. They all saw the same situation. But their response wasn't the same. It was perspective. Perspective in your life is everything. The world you live in is based on the perspective you have at this moment. And if you want to change your world, you have to change your perspective. You have to change intentionally the way you look at things. They all saw the problem. They all had an opportunity to help. And they, by the reason, they all, they all had a reason not to help. But see, selfish people don't want to be inconvenienced, so they said, oh my gosh, if I do that, my, first of all, look, oh my Lord, he's, look at, he's all bloody and grimy and dirty. Oh my gosh, it looks pitiful. Besides, I got a lunch appointment. You see, they didn't want to be inconvenienced. Where people who are significant people. You see, the Samaritan looked at the man and he said, what will happen to that man if I don't help him? Well, he's going to die. The selfish people said, what will happen to me? Oh, there's a world of difference. If you live in a selfish world, my friend, I have news for you. My name is John. I'm your friend. I have news for you. You are setting yourself up for a very unfulfilled, pitiful, small life. But you don't have to have that perspective. You can have the perspective of the Samaritan. What is, what is mine is yours, and I'm going to give it. And I just love that. It, it, that's just huge. And, and, and that's, the, that's the story of the Good Samaritan. But there's, there's another perspective that's even higher than the Good Samaritan. So if you're a Good, good Samaritan kind of perspective person, congratulations. That, that, is, that is really good. And I, I'm going to assume that there's a whole bunch of Good Samaritan perspective people in the room. You're, you're probably sitting beside one of those people right now. It's, it may not be you, but that person on your right, they're, they're probably Good Samaritan. They're just wonderful. Thank God you're not, hey, thank God you're not sitting beside the person that's got the robber's perspective, huh? Whoa. If you are, by the way, when you close your eyes to pray, don't close your eyes. 
You may find something missing at the end of the service, huh? Okay. But there's another perspective, another one. And this is what I wish for you to live. Because if you live this life, I promise you, an incredibly fulfilling, significant life. And I know that for a fact because I live this life. And I can, I can tell you at, at the age of 75 that this life compounds. And, and, and let me tell you something. When you have a good perspective as a young person, that perspective compounds until someday it's a great perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have a very poor perspective, it compounds in a negative way. So when I look at you, I mean, you're all, I mean, I'm looking out at you and I'm saying, good Lord, are there no more, no more old people in the world? I mean, <laughs> you, I mean, you're just all kids out there. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, listen to daddy here, okay? <laughs> or grandfather, all right. Don't laugh so much on that one. But Here's the perspective of what you have. This is biblical. What is mine is not mine. Yep, that's right. And I'm going to manage it. Yeah. It's not mine. I, I mean, I know I have it in my name. My house is in my name. I know my car is in my name. I, I know I have a bank account in my I, I got it. I got it. And so there's a tendency because it's in my name to think it's mine. But I just want you to know, just because it's in your name doesn't mean it's yours. What's mine is, it, it's, it's, not, it's not mine. And I'm going, to, I'm going to manage that. This is a biblical perspective. Psalm 24, 1. The earth is the Lord's. And everything in it. The world and all who live in it. If you live in this world, your stuff isn't your stuff. It's the Lord's. James 1, 17. Every good and perfect gift. Where does it come from? The Father. Every good gift I have in life. Every good thing I have in my life. It's not Maxwell's. It's God. Don't miss this. If you can get to this perspective in your life, you are about to live a life that's going to really matter. You're going to live the life that was on the video. You're going to live a life of legacy. You're going to live a life of doing incredibly good in this world. You know, when I was talking backstage, I got to take, wow, I got to take, TJ and Shayla out to lunch today, and I, I came from the hotel, and I forgot my wallet. <laughs> and so I, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, I'm just, I'll get back to the message in just a second, all of a sudden, I'm like, I just, I, you know, I just need somebody, if, could, would anybody just, like, give me a hundred dollars so I could take them out to, out to. Wait, 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 wait. This is $100. What's your name? Kelly. Kelly, John's my name. Hi, John. We could be good friends. Yes, we could. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's just super. My gosh. Whew. You're going to get to eat something in a little bit. <laughs> now, where, now, where was I? Where was I in the message here? You're just looking at me. You're not ready for the rest of the message. You're sitting there and you said, what the heck just happened? John 
asks for a hundred dollars, and Kelly comes up on stage and hands him a hundred dollars. And you're, you're thinking all kinds of things. Why, why did she? Why did she do that? And then maybe you're thinking, why didn't I do that? I'm kind of thinking that myself. <laughs> you, you see, let, let me let me explain something to you here. You see, when I ask for a hundred dollars, I mean Kelly comes up with a hundred dollars and hands it to me. But there's a reason she was so responsive, and it was so easy, and she could do it so quickly. There's a reason why when I asked for $100, she brought me the $100. You see, before the service, I gave Kelly <laughs> this $100. And I, and I just said, Kelly, would you mind during the service when I preach, would you just mind bringing back my money? Yeah. See, you see, the reason Kelly responded so quickly is she knows it's not her money. Yeah. 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 Wow. I want to promise you, every area in your life that you have a hard time with obedience to God, it's always, not sometimes, it's always over the fact that you think it's your stuff. Why would you ever, ever have a hard time tithing, giving 10% to God? How, why would you ever have a hard time tithing if you knew it was all his in the first place? In fact, he said, would you just give me 10% back of what I gave you? I gave, I gave you $100. Would you just give, could you just tithe on it? I mean, when I see people that, oh, I can't tithe, or I wouldn't tithe, I look at you. Can I say something? If you don't tithe, can I tell you something? You've got a major problem. You have a perspective. You think your stuff is your stuff. And can I tell you, my name is John, and I'm your friend. <laughs> You're dead wrong. If you think it's your stuff, let me explain something to you. When you die, you don't take any of it with you. It's not your stuff. Let, let me explain it this way. If you took a package, you wanted to deliver a package to a friend, so you go down to, I don't know, FedEx, I don't know, wherever, UPS, wherever, and you, and you, and you give the guy behind the counter, you, give, you, know, you sign everything and give him the money and everything and, and to deliver the package on, you know, the next day, next day delivery, and, and the next morning you call your friend and you say, did you get the package? He said, no, no, it didn't come today. And he said, wow. Call him in the afternoon, no, no, it didn't come. So you go back down to... And the guy that's there that took the package, he, I said, do you remember me? He said, oh, yes. He said, you came in with a package yesterday. And, yes, I did. So you do remember the package. Oh, yes, he said. He said, I, 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 I took it home. I want to thank you very much. <laughs> what do you mean you took it home? That package wasn't for you. You're just the delivery boy. You just hold the package long enough to give it to where it belongs. All John Maxwell is, is God's delivery boy. With my time, with my gifts, with my money, everything he gives me, it's not mine. And so I treat life like this, with an open hand, so that he can give it, so it can pass on. You see, God will only give to you what he knows will flow through you. You and I are to be a river, not a reservoir. Father, thank you.
of these beautiful people. They are so receptive to the message of perspectives. And for many today, their life is going to begin to change incredibly. They're going to go from a life of selfishness to significance, a life for themselves to a life of legacy. And we're so excited about the journey you're about to take them on. And so we give you praise. And everyone said, amen. amen. God bless you very much. Come on, church. Let's give it up for Dr. John Maxwell. Incredible, incredible legacy, incredible life. Thank you, Dr. Maxwell, for such a great word on perspective. And I think as we're going into the holiday seasons and we're going into a time of the year where people's perspectives can become very, very selfish. Come on, holidays are coming up, and Uncle Eddie's going to show up at Thanksgiving. And you're like, gosh, does Uncle Eddie have to show up again? No, 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 we need to change our perspective, right? It changes things. And church, I want to I encourage us in this season, as we're thinking about legacy, as we're thinking about life, as we're thinking about significance, Which perspective am I going to live? And here's the thing that I know about every one of us. Every day we have a choice. It's what I love about God. God gave us a choice. It's our decision. What we do with our gifts, our talents, our treasures, our life. So let's choose every day to have the perspective, what's mine is not mine, but I'm just a steward of it. And watch how God will put opportunities in front of us, in our workplace, in our homes, students at school, on the field, to not just live a life of success, but a life of significance. Because we live for what mattered the most. Church, I'm excited for what God is going to do in this next season of our church. I'm excited for what he's going to do in your life. And today, I just want to pray a, a prayer of blessing over you guys as we get ready to go. And it's kind of going to be a benediction. So would you, I'm, I'm going to go Catholic Church on us all rise. Come on. You, come on, somebody. i got to go back to my roots. I grew up Catholic. So all rise. And I just want to pray this over you. It comes out of Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. It says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all you could ask, think, or imagine, according to his power that is at work within you, through Christ Jesus, throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Church, we love you. We'll see you next weekend where we've got something incredible planned again. So see you back next week.